from 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. This is the Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Here's your host, WUWM General Manager John Hess. The world of collegiate sports has gone through some significant changes this year, and UW-Milwaukee is no exception. Today, UWM Chancellor Mark Moni and I will talk about UWM athletics. We're joined by guests Kyle Recklitz, UWM women's basketball coach, and Bart Lundy, UW-Milwaukee's new men's basketball coach. Coach Recklitz and Coach Lundy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. It's exciting to be here. Thanks, John. You bet. So, Mark, I'm going to start with you. Um, It's July, and many people think that universities basically take the summer off. But this is a pivotal time at UW-Milwaukee. So what activities are you undertaking now to prepare for the new school year? Well, John, you're absolutely right. Um, You know, a lot of times people think, well, you know, once graduation occurs, it's the summer off and, you know, we'll get back to work when the fall begins. But the truth is we're busier than ever in the summer. And I think you're going to hear from our coaches about just how much work uh, and year round preparation goes into making for winning seasons. And frankly, for all of our sports, it's it's pretty intense year round. But at the larger campus level, it's interesting to me that other campuses do uh, actually uh, start their engagement with summer activities after graduation. But we always host the annual Board of Regents meeting in June. So for us, um, it's it's a couple of weeks delayed before we even get to start thinking about next year because we're still wrapping up even in mid-June this year. We are very fortunate to have the coaches that you have on the program today featured in that Regents meeting. So it was really neat to have their perspectives shared and and they really uh, stole the show in a lot of different ways but as you can imagine we're involved with a lot of budgeting activities we're working on a lot of our uh, staff planning and communications and um, there's never never a dull moment we have a new provost um, as our current provost or a past provost uh, for more than a decade had uh, moved up to system so uh, this is the chief academic officer really the number two person on campus so he's he's uh, uh, really engaged and and uh, so a lot of different things going on this summer but uh, I'm really really happy to be able to share uh, what we're hearing, going to hear uh, from our athletics leaders here too. So, Co- Coach Recklitz, let's talk a little bit about um, what you've been doing this summer, and 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 then Coach Lundy will turn to you. So, talk about you know how you prep. You know, basketball is a winter sport, usually a fall and winter sport. So, how do you guys prep in the summer? Well, the first thing is to just really look at the roster because every team is different, and I think that was really clear to me last year. Um, in particular, you know, we had, we were coming off of a conference championship. Uh, we had pretty much all of our players returning and I redshirted every single one of our freshmen. So really in essence, it was the same team. Um, and we didn't have the same season. Um, the personalities, even within that season changed, um, the dynamics, um, of roles, um, and how roles changed. So I think the biggest thing is just doing that, like, postseason analysis from the year before. Um, Who do you have coming in? Who do you have returning? What roles are going to need to change? Who's going to be stepping up in leadership roles? Um, And having those kind of meetings with our staff, you know, what can we do better? You know, what do we need to change um, from an offensive and a defensive perspective? 
Uh, and then you got to start the implementation process before your team comes back on campus. So our team's coming back here um, this Sunday. So we're really excited to have them back um, for the summer and spend time with them and get to know them. Um, but there's a lot of planning work that goes in, into it before that happens. And Coach Lindy, what about you? Oh, boy, it's uh, it's been uh, I've been here 96 days now. And it has, uh, it's been um, a whirlwind. Um, it's been an amazing uh, 96 days. Uh, we've um, put together basically, um, in essence, a whole new team. Uh, we have them actually on campus now. Uh, we, we came a week earlier than the women. And we had our first workout this morning. So uh, I'm, I'm uh, starting to see what we can be, what can we can become. Uh, and, uh, you know, just on, on the, the, the floor itself, um, off the floor, you know, we've tried, um, and then we've kind of been like Fred Flintstone and at the beginning of the show, uh, we've been pedaling hard, trying to get in alumni engagement, trying to get media engagement, uh, trying to put out, um, the word that, uh, we're going to put a good product on the floor. And I think we've made a lot of progress in those areas. Um, you talk about what does our day in the summer look like? Um, we're still, my family got up here yesterday. We move into our new home on July 1. Um, last night we stayed in the hotel. I crept out uh, early morning before the sun came up uh, from the hotel to not, not wake them up. Planned practice. Uh, I'm having to coach my coaching staff uh, into this first practice. You have to coach your coaches as well as your players. We had our first practice this morning. Um, we have this uh, amazing opportunity for athletics with uh, Chancellor Moni. And, and then at 530, I'll have an alumni engagement uh, at Estabrook Park. So uh, our days are full, uh, but they're full of wonderful stuff. And Mark, in, in many ways, um, you're sort of the coach of UWF. And you have a lot of prep to do in the summer times, too, with your group as well. And, um, you know, I think it's similar in terms of all three of you. You know, if if you looked at itineraries for people, uh, for you folks doing your jobs, uh, you're working with a little bit different constituencies, but a lot of you are doing the same things. You're doing prepping of your teams. You're doing constituent meetings. You're also, you know, getting programs off the off the, the ground starting in the summer. So it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing that you're you're all pretty engaged and, and busy at this time of year. Um, Coach Recklitz, I wanted to ask you, you, you've just completed a decade of coaching at UWM. So tell me what's changed and what are you looking forward to in this next decade? First of all, 10 years went by really fast. Um, I've really loved uh, the time that I've actually had here. Um, you know, and I, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I'm I'm one of the few uh, coaches in the country that was hired by the chancellor's office. Um, at the time, um, a different chancellor was in place, but um, it was a very unique experience to get a job not being hired by an AD or not having an athletic director in place. So um, that is one thing that has changed is having a consistent athletic director um, for a number of years has been a true blessing. You know, Amanda's um, a really strong leader and I feel really fortunate um, to be able to coach women's basketball and have 
a female like her in place um, to be able to show our student athletes that, you know, really you you can do you can accomplish your dreams um, and you can accomplish your goals by putting your mind to it. So I'd say that's a positive um, change is having, you know, somebody in place for so long like Amanda has been and really getting that culture of the athletic department established. I'd say some other things that have changed has been stuff around the university. You know, it's, um, you know, the chancellor has done an excellent job along with, you know, the people underneath him at really continuing to build UWM. You know, there's a lot of universities or friends that I talk to where their budgets get stagnant or they lose money within their budgets or, um, you know, there's no new buildings being built across campus. And if you look across um, UWM, there's always some sort of construction going on, which even when I use in the recruiting process or when I see stuff, I always remind recruits that this is a really good sign um, that you have a university that's still investing um, in its future. And so that's been a huge change um, over the last, you know, kind of 10 years is to watch our campus campus just continuously grow, um, where I have a lot of my friends in the business who don't have that same, um, those same experiences. And then the last thing I'd say is just the student athletes have really changed. You know, in the last 10 years, social media has really taken off. You know, when I first started, it was just Facebook. Now, student athletes do not, it's like, that's the parent. Like only, <laughs> only parents go on Facebook. So you if you want to talk to parents, you go on Facebook, but in order to talk to student athletes, you have to go on Instagram or Snapchat. And I'm, I'm sure in the next five years, there'll be some new app that we've never even heard of that'll be out there. But um, how to communicate with student athletes, the way that they communicate um, has really changed over the last 10 years. And as coaches, if you, you know, you got to stay, you know, in that lingo, you got to stay in that kind of like range so that you know how to reach your, your student athletes. So those, so those are some of the biggest changes that I've seen, but all in all, you know, Milwaukee is still Milwaukee. Um, it's a great place to live. It's a great university to work at. Um, and the culture has remained the same. And uh, Mark, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously you were part of the selection for Coach Lundy as the new basketball coach. So talk to me a little bit about that process and uh, and what you what you saw in Coach Lundy. Well, thanks. It's, it's a really important question. What we sought and, and were able to find was somebody who had great alignment with UWM. And I'm going to give you three or four dimensions that I think are critical. First and foremost, um, Coach Lundy brings some great integrity, character, values. When he puts a team together, um, he's really looking at development, not just for performance today, how the students are going to perform as a team, but he's really looking at where they're going to go as young men in their lives, just like Coach Reckless does with her women. It's it's really impressive how these athletes, student athletes, become such leaders. And uh, so we really like that about Coach Lundy. We also like his record of performance. If you look at Queens University, if you look at his time at Marquette and anywhere else he's been, he's a winner. And um, that's that's really important. And I'm really proud of that across all of our sports. We've got incredible uh, sports as a D1 campus. And yet what is really important is that men and women's basketball really are the front door. Um, they're, high, they're highly visible. They're they're um, oftentimes so so recognized as important, uh, especially in a, in a town like Milwaukee, which is a great basketball town, um, really really comes out. And I don't want in any way to, to minimize the importance of all our other sports. We've got great track and field. We've got an amazingly only, only D1 baseball uh, team in the state playing 
playing uh, uh, great games. We've got incredible swimming, diving, and, and we can just go through the volleyball and everything else. But Coach Lundy's a winner. He's got great values. Um, if you spend any time with him, you'll be impressed with his interpersonal skills. He's, he's magnetic personality. And he also knows Milwaukee. He was at Marquette for a few years and knows Milwaukee. So the fit just really was hand in glove and we're delighted to have him here. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Mark, about uh, Milwaukee being a, a huge basketball town. And I, I, I was curious, uh, you know, Bart, I know you've, you've been here before. You've coached Marquette. You know, you know the city, but um, what else drew you to UW-Milwaukee? Well, there were a few factors. Uh, I think, you know, I was, I was in, a, in a, an amazing city in Charlotte, an amazing university. Uh, and I, I was truly aligned with uh, the values of the university. Uh, I saw that same alignment here at UWM. Uh, you know, going along those lines, you know, we're at the, the 50th anniversary of Title IX today. And, um, you know, Amanda was really pivotal in piquing my interest. Uh, and my last three athletic directors have been females who have been, uh, again, some of the strongest leaders that that I've had the privilege to uh, work with. Um, so I, you know, just because it's today, let's uh, you know take a take a moment and you know and put out how important that was 50 years ago and and where we are today. Um, but UWM is um, to to me has everything from a basketball coach's perspective uh, to be great and n- not just to be. Um, good in the horizon league but beyond uh we we um we have everything in place to be the the standard bearer of the league and and be um a team that when people think about the horizon league they think about milwaukee similar to what women's basketball has done and uh i think you can not only make ncaa tournaments here but you can make some noise in that ncaa tournament uh the other thing that drew me um outside of just the values of UWM and, and what is here and what is in place to be great, uh, was the city of Milwaukee. You know, my, my experience, uh, we were really good at, uh, at Marquette. I was there for three years with Buzz Williams. We had guys like Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder that people will, you know, recognize in the NBA. Uh, but what I saw was a city that, uh, when you have a winner and you guys have seen it with the bucks, uh, they, they come out, uh, and they support it. And, uh, it's a blue collar town. Uh, I'm a grinder myself. <laughs> uh, and, and I think I identify with the values, not only of the university, but, but the city itself. So, uh, you know, it was a tough decision to move your family. Uh, I've had a lot of these, uh, opportunities that I've, I've kind of passed on to be honest. And, but I thought, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the hand and glove analogy. Uh, I can I I can be the hand or the glove. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just uh, excited to be here and excited to to give UWM a product they can be proud of. Well, we're we're happy to have you here, Coach Lundy. Um, Mark, let's talk a little bit about the trends that you're seeing as the chancellor in college athletics these days. You know, college athletics is changing almost as rapidly as academics is changing, um, and and those sometimes those changes are are can can be you know tumultuous. So let's talk a little bit about what you're seeing and and what you see for the future for college athletics. Well, you know, 
nothing's much more dynamic than what's happening in collegiate sports today. This has been predicted, and, and we've had uh, uncertain uh, terra firma for, for a long time. But, you know, as the past chair of the Horizon League board for a couple of years and currently as immediate past chair, um, serving on the executive committee and looking at the issues we're dealing with, not quite on a daily basis at that level, certainly on a campus level, we're seeing uh, a number of themes. Coach Recklitz uh, mentioned some of them explicitly and Coach Lundy inferred them or implied them. But name and image likeness is a big one. I think we're going to be talking about that later. But what that means in terms of uh, some of the relevant court decisions that got us there and really the whole new the whole new. Uh, uh, ball game, so to speak, in terms of of pay for athletes and and the professionalization of of uh, uh, collegiate athletics is a big one. Concept of transfer portals, uh, major major development in the last couple of years in terms of the ease with which students can transfer in and out changes the coaching, changes the whole makeup quickly. Uh, the media channels, the exposure that we've got that Coach Recklitz Recklitz talked about, not just internally, uh, but when you start talking about gaming and activities um, and just different. Channels. Channels. We spend a lot of time at the league level looking at contracts, um, how we're negotiating with ESPN, too, and, and, and all the different uh, news outlets that exist today um, for, for coverage for our athletes. And then finally, with that, the, the concept of visibility that brings with it also some of the risk and exposure, um, some of the issues around a number of different things that come up. We've seen some pretty bad actors in the athletic world that, that puts greater scrutiny on us in a good way. Uh, but doggone, if those aren't some incredible challenges in terms of really looking at compliance issues across the board, making sure we're up to speed. I'm really proud of what our campus has always stood for and how serious we are about this. Um, but those are some of the big issues, I think, in athletics today. So, Coach Recklitz, follow up on that a little bit with me about all those things that Mark mentioned. Um, you know, how do you how do you deal with all those? Those are huge. Some of them are great opportunities, but a lot of them are, are, are huge challenges. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, well, it's actually changed, I would say, our coaching profession quite a bit. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, when you think at the end of the day, um, you can do kind of everything right. Like, example, our student athletes on the women's basketball team, I mean, we had a 3.6 six GPA this last year, cumulative GPA, you know, we're, we're out in the community as much as any team on campus, but at the end of the day, you need, you got to win games. And as coaches, it's, it is at times tough to see what that looks like when you're not sure what your roster is going to look like at the end of the year. You know, an example with Coach Lundy, I mean, he's, I think, bringing in majority of his team is brand new. And, you know, the goal is a lot of those guys will stay for future years, you know, just like a lot of our athletes, like we're bringing in a Miss Basketball candidate. Um, she was Miss Basketball Wisconsin this last year. I hope she stays for four years, but there's chances that that might not happen with this transfer portal. So it's kind of like every year can be like you're having to plan a new team, a new roster. And um, and for coaching, that can be a little difficult, you know, because it's, you know, usually you've got things in place for, for many years to come. Um, so the transfer portal from a coaching perspective can be scary at times, but it can also be very invigorating. You know, you can flip your roster like that and turn from a losing season into a winning season the next year. As far as the NIL stuff goes, um, 
I think the biggest thing is the education piece. And that's something I'm so proud of um, to be here at Milwaukee. I really think that we're doing it the right way um, and in educating our student athletes um, and giving them the tools that they need, you know, to be successful within the NIL process um, of finding people that can um, kind of move that forward for them. And uh, there's a lot of schools that are not doing that. And they're just kind of allowing student athletes to just go out and find their own stuff and um, and that is causing some of the issues like Chancellor talked about. So um, I'm I'm really excited to see kind of how we grow within that because I really do think it's an important part um, that we as coaches and we um, as a university need to make sure that we're staying on top of. You know, we have a we have kind of a public radio audience here. So I'm going to ask you just or somebody just define name, image and likeness in terms of what this phenomenon is in college sports right now. What is it? Go ahead, Coach Lundy. You deal with it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so there were uh, there were several court cases, uh, recent court cases that uh, the and that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court sided um, with uh, the student athletes. Uh, in in essence, we, we had a workforce uh, with student athletes who. Um, uh, Others were making money um, and and they were doing the work and not being compensated at the level that the Supreme Court thought that they should be con compensated. So the terms amateurism and professional now in our realm are muddled. Um, and uh, you will hear people say that um, we call it name image likeness. So now the student athlete can profit on their name image likeness before they could not. Um, the university could um, and outside entities could, um, but the student athletes uh, could not uh, and retain their eligibility, make money on their name, image and likeness. So what that has done uh, has kind of opened it up and you'll hear people say, well, now it's the wild, wild west. It's not the wild, wild west um, that there are there are always going to be bad actors uh, out there and there's always going to be folks that don't do it the right way. Um, but the way the spirit of what is happening now is if an athlete has someone outside the university who wants to pay them to do a commercial to, you know, uh, represent their company in some, some form or fashion, uh, they can be compensated and still retain their, uh, eligibility as a collegiate athlete. So in essence, that's, that's kind of where it is. Uh, now there will have to be some further, um, guardrails put on this <laughs> it, it maybe is a good way to put it uh but that in essence is sorry i just no um that is in essence where we are and uh chancellor you may have a, a different take on that from your seat yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you mark uh how is the university dealing with this uh, what kind of counseling or what kind of advice are you giving to the athletic department around this issue yeah you know this is a whole new world may not be the wild west but we haven't yet seen what the ramifications will be and what is happening and i think in the context as coach lundy described you can imagine uh with 18 to 25 year olds largely you know, it captures the age of most of our athletes they're not going to be the most informed they're not going to be highly educated around this and there's going to be a lot of temptation and and frankly some some folks that that are going to provide uh, opportunities that may or may not be the best 
interest of those students long term. So I think the number one thing we can do is provide education and give good background, good counseling, and, um, and, and try to be helpful. And so what we've done at the Horizon League level, and I don't know if the coaches are even aware of this yet, but certainly the coaches and our athletic directors across the league have endorsed a a new platform that we'll be engaging in uh, with respect to an educational vehicle that's going to help bring all of us more tools and resources for that. We think it's a smart investment. We can gain great economies by having all of the the teams together, the the buying power that we've got with more than a dozen campuses involved really helps us out an awful lot. So that's that's something that's important. But I think our coaches are going to really be important um, guides uh, for this in terms of the tone they set, the the, the cultures that are created. Uh, And I would just offer one minor footnote. A lot of that money that was made and is made today in collegiate athletics is really concentrated at what we call oftentimes the power big five conferences and some of the bigger bigger areas uh, not as much at the mid levels um, certainly not we, 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 we have not profited <laughs> from from collegiate athletics at UWM let me just be be very front and center about that um, overall so I just have to throw that footnote in so you know, I think what the, the issue we've talked about with uh, name, image, and likeness is is one thing that is really different than a decade or two decades ago with student-athletes. Um, but, you know, I guess, Bart, let's start with you. Let's talk about that difference of what a student-athlete is like now versus, let's say, 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I think um, when you when you really break it down, I think they are they have more challenges now than uh, perhaps they did ten or twenty years ago. It, the The social media aspect for 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 certain has um, created some some good opportunities for them, but also some issues. Uh, I think uh, we're coming out of a pandemic. Hopefully, we're coming out of the pandemic, uh, and you know we see more uh, mental health issues. Uh, I think they need more support in many aspects of their lives. Um, and, uh, I think that, that to me is, is, uh, you know, a big part of what we deal with day to day. Now, these issues with NIL and portal, uh, they create instability, uh, in an already sometimes unstable, um, college environment for, for kids and student athletes, you know? So, um, you know, when, when it go, comes to what we do day to day, we're trying to build a program and not just a team. Uh, and within that program, we are supporting those athletes in every way uh, within their lives, not just on the basketball floor. Uh, to me, that has become more difficult over the last 10 to 20 years, not only from their buy in, but what we have to provide as far as the services they need. And Coach Recklitz, you're in your second decade, so you've seen 10 years from this. In, in your perspective, has has it changed quite a bit for for uh, you and, and what you do? Yeah, I would echo exactly what Coach Lundy said. I think, you know, when you look at our job, uh, even as coaches, it's, you know, it, 
the percentage of actual coaching is sometimes way less than what we need to be doing from a counseling standpoint. Um, and, you know, really that mentorship, that guiding from both a professional, like what are they going to do after college to also that mental health side? Um, it's, it is a growing thing within athletics. Um, and I know that that's going to be something that's going to be continued to be talked about at the national level, um, is what support systems are, you know, universities given, um, to their student athletes. Uh, just because we're seeing a lot of, of it nationally through social media. I mean, when you have the social media thing, much like he's saying, it's you you develop these athletes then that feel like they have to be perfectionists because everything that's put out on social media is the prettiest picture or the highlight films. You never see somebody t- turning the ball over eight times <laughs> in a social media film. Um, so it's just they're always living up to this like standard that is sometimes hard to achieve. Well, Coach Recklitz and Coach Lundy, I want to thank you so much for joining Chancellor Money and me today to talk about uh, UW athletics and UW basketball. I also want to wish you both all the best in your coming seasons. I think that's, uh, that is going to be very exciting to see the work that you do in the coming year. I want to also thank uh, everyone for joining us for the Chancellor's Report. As always, I'm John Hess. WWM's general manager, good afternoon. You've been listening to The Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. If you'd like more information, go to uwm.edu slash chancellor.